0: So you want to compete in an event, a bodybuilding competition, a bikini competition, a half marathon, a full marathon, an Ironman. You want to go do something to test your body. Now, here's a great question. Do you train for it and then book to compete? Or do you book to compete and then train for it? And it's an interesting headspace and a very different headspace. I just want to share some very personal experiences that might be helpful. If you book the event, so let's say you want to run a marathon, and you book, I'm going to do the marathon on the first week in July. Uh, If you've got that in your headspace, and now you've planned it, so you've paid your money, you've got your shoes, you know what time the event starts, you can start visualizing in your head, is it possible that you're more likely to achieve the goal because you can see yourself doing it because you've got an exact day, date, and time? The reverse of that, when I'm fit enough, I'll book in for my marathon. Is it possible that you might never get fit enough because your headspace doesn't have a time frame that it has to achieve that goal by? And the top psychologists in the world, particularly the sports psychologists, will all share with us that if you don't have an exact day, date, and time, your brain has got nothing to focus on. Or the reverse of that, if your brain has an exact day, date, and time to focus on, to focus on I have to be fit enough strong enough ready by this time we 're more likely to achieve the goal so that 's an interesting thing to keep in mind uh, I remember the first time I ran marathon I had done seventeen half marathons and I say that uh, almost with hesitation because when I say a half marathon I know it 's twenty one kilometers but To just say I've run half of a marathon, it used to bug me. (laughs) I did that 17 times. But the reason for that was because I didn't think that I could run a full marathon. I didn't think that after running 21 kilometers, I could go and do another 21 kilometers. So I played around with my headspace for quite a while as to whether or not that was possible. Until, and I will thank her forever and ever, I had a business associate who said to me, Rowie, I'm doing a full marathon and you're doing it with me. I've already paid for it. So I had to be ready by the exact day, date and time. And it happened to be the Gold Coast Marathon on the Gold Coast in Australia. And uh, it was six o'clock in the morning, the start of the race. It was 42.2 kilometers. Somebody had already paid my entry fee and I had to be ready. And I would love for you to imagine what it's like if you haven't done this already to think that you can't do something, then go and do it. And then you run across the finish line. And from that day forward, I was a marathon runner. I had done the marathon because somebody had taken the initiative. It wasn't me. It was somebody else who said, Rowie, I've booked us in, we're going. Now, what was really interesting when I ran over the finish line of my first marathon, I loved it so much. I said, when's the next one? I couldn't wait to do it again. The lady who booked me in to run with her, my business associate, she said, I'm never doing that again. I hated it. And that's the interesting thing. You don't know whether you're going to love something or hate something until you've done it. She thought that it was going to be an ultimate thing for her and she was going to be a marathon runner. She hated it. But she didn't know that she hated it until she did it and I was the opposite I just loved it I loved everything about it and I've since done 21 full marathons I can say with pride now I'm not a half marathoner anymore I can actually run 42.2 kilometers and quite easily and the advice that I got for that race just for interest sake was when the gun goes off start running when the race is finished or when you run across the 42.2 kilometer finish line that's when you stop running you've got to set the goal make the commitment and then don't stop. It's not about maybe if I can get to 21 kilometers or maybe if I if, if I can do it, I will. It's just start, do it, stop. And I thought that was great advice. so I followed it. So that was one example. The reverse of that, or when I say reverse, in exactly the same year, I had somebody say to me that I couldn't run a full marathon because I was too big. And somebody else told me that I couldn't compete in a bodybuilding competition because I was too small. And I'm a, I am love a challenge. So I set myself up in the same year. So I was literally training to run 42.2 kilometers at the same time I was training to have a very low body fat percentage and wear a bikini on stage. Now, but the same thing happened though. I had an exact day, date and time that I had to have my body ready. I thought, So I planned the event, I booked the event, this is when I'm going to compete. Something I'd never done before, running I had done, half marathons, bodybuilding I had never done, so I thought, I'll go and watch a competition and get a feel for it, the particular division that I was entering, I'd never seen it before. So I'll watch it, and then I'll learn from it, and then I'll be ready for my competition. Uh, What I've learned about myself in the past, and uh, I learn about myself every day, how about you, there must be hundreds of things that you think, yes, I think that's me, and then you learn something different. Well, I decided at the very last minute that I was going to, instead of going to watch the competition and learn from it, I was going to compete in the competition. Because what happened, I had been preparing, Uh, I felt good, (laughs) Uh, I thought I'm going to learn more from this experience. By doing it than I am by watching it, and I will oh, My body wasn't ready for it. According to all the experts, I'm not going to be good enough to do this. But I think I'll learn from the experience. So the competition was on a sparkle day Sunday. I said to K man on the Super Day evening, we went to a barbecue, had dinner at his brother's place, and I said, I think I'm going to compete in that thing tomorrow. And he said, What do you mean? And I said, well, I think I'm going to give it a crack tomorrow. So I got online, I entered the competition, and I was now a competitor, not just a watcher. So literally, I, I okay, I've got to, I'm not ready, but I've got to be ready because it's tomorrow. So K-Man is a superb choreographer. He's got a background in in choreography and dance for for live shows, big live shows. So I was very privileged that he spent the night, literally we stayed up all night, and he, he designed a beautiful routine for me to a very powerful song. Uh, I had a bikini that I wear to the beach, so I, well, I'm going to wear that bikini. I didn't know what kind of bikini I was supposed to wear. This you know, they're supposed to be special kinds. But I just went, I'm going to learn more by doing than watching. So here's what happened. It was a very interesting experience. At the time I was also a professional speaker, And on the Sparkle Day Sunday morning, I was living on the Gold Coast at the time, I had a professional speaking gig to do at the Sunshine Coast on the Sparkle Day Sunday morning. So I stayed up all night, learnt my routine. And the the other interesting thing when you do bodybuilding competitions or any kind of stage competition there's usually posing. And it's a really important part of the competition because uh, if you don't pose effectively, it doesn't matter how gorgeous your body is. If you don't show it off in the best light possible, uh, you don't you don't do any good. You don't win. And uh, interestingly, that whole part of the competition was a bit that I didn't really like. I didn't. I thought I felt I would feel a bit silly standing on stage flexing my muscles. But came it took me through the process. This is what you've got to do. So I I had to learn a lot of stuff in a very short period of time. So next morning I got up, put my corporate suit on. Drove to the Sunshine Coast, I was it the at the Novotel, I think Malula Bar is where the Novotel is, and I did this big corporate uh, presentation for uh, Hardys, the pipe company, and it was all men, and I talked about health and fitness and strength, and it was just, yeah, it was a great, I loved it, it was great. Uh, but in the back of my head, and one of the things that I didn't like about the whole bodybuilding experience was uh, I hated dieting, I hated restricting my food, I hated counting calories. And I had been on a very low calorie diet. So I remember thinking to myself that day, this is a really interesting experience. I'm talking about health and fitness to all of these people, but I didn't feel healthy and I didn't feel fit or strong because I was really low in calories and I was dehydrated. and all. I just It wasn't a, a wow experience for me, that the whole getting ready for this competition, which is maybe why I wanted to pull it forward so I could get it over and done with. I'm not sure. Anyway, so I did my corporate chat. It went really well. I'm driving back to Brisbane to compete at the... Uh, i I think it was the ifbb queensland championships and it was so interesting Uh, i got a telephone call and it was the organizer of the event and they said we know that you've entered the competition for today Uh, there was 15 women in your event in your category Uh, 14 of those women have pulled out do you still want to compete 14 women decided on the day of the competition that they weren't good enough. They obviously looked in the mirror and thought that they weren't lean enough or they didn't look good enough or their bikini wasn't gorgeous enough or their hair wasn't nice enough or they were too chubby or I don't know what happened. All I know is that there was supposed to be 15 women in my category and 14 of them pulled out. So I'm on my way there. I said, look, I have to drive through Brisbane anyway to get home. I've got my bikini. I've got my tan on. I want to do this. So I rock up at this competition, and it's just as an interesting side note. There was a lot of other hangry women there. Uh, They were very hungry and very angry, and I'm just going to give you – this is not my words. This is just what happened when I arrived. I had a corporate suit on, went into the room to, to put my bikini on, And uh, there was a whole heap of women pumping up. I don't know if you've been to the back end of a bodybuilding competition, but there's a little room or a big room with uh, dumbbells and elastic bands and and stuff to warm up with to pump your muscles up. So I walk in there and I go, hello, everyone, how are you going? And uh, this one woman looked at me and she said, fuck off. She was really hangry. I thought, wow, this is an interesting experience. Anyway, so I knew I wasn't competing against her because I knew that I was the only person in my division, and I'm sharing this with you because I have this trophy, this very cool trophy. <laughs> it's quite a decent sized trophy. I went on uh, went on stage. I did my beautiful routine that came in and choreographed for me to a very powerful song, and I didn't have to do any posing because there was nobody to pose with because there was nobody in my division except me and I got the trophy. I'm sharing that with you as a really important, special example of sometimes in life, it's got nothing to do with the preparation. It's got nothing to do with the training. It's got nothing to do with anything except just showing up. Sometimes just showing up will give you the win. Now, I'm sure and... In fact, I'm absolutely positive, even though I never met any of the other 14 women, I'm sure that there were women who were in much better shape than me, who were leaner than me, had less body fat percentage than me, looked better in a bikini than me. But that's irrelevant. I've got the trophy. I was the 2001 Queensland champion because I showed up. And I'm sharing that with you because we never know what's going to happen. I could have showed up. There was... 14 other women who looked amazing and I came dead last uh, who cares for me it was about the experience it was about the learning curve uh, if if you want to go into a competition to win I didn't prepare to win I prepared to learn but interestingly I learned and I won and I didn't have to do the posing because there was no one else to pose with uh, I'm never going to do that again. Exactly what happened after the marathon when I finished that competition, just to the my the last note of my music, and I remember feeling dizzy, and I said to myself, "I'm never doing this again." And it took me nearly twelve months, or probably longer—I I can't really remember—and probably never completely recovered from that experience, because when you know how many calories there are in something, how many fat grams how long you have to exercise to burn something off. You can't unlearn that once you already know it. So even just today, I bought an apple. And I don't apples aren't usually my choice of fruit. Today, I bought an apple because it looked amazing. But when I was in the fruit store, I know how many calories there are in an apple because that was part of what I was doing when I was getting ready for the bodybuilding competition. Uh, so an apple didn't... It was no longer an apple. It was 70 calories. And I don't want to live my life like that. So it took me a very long time to get over that, uh, the the thought of how much, how many calories is in this and how much exercise do I have to do to burn it off and how do I get this low body fat percentage so I look great in a bikini. Now that I'm an old lady and I love saying that because I really am, uh, for anybody who's 20, 30, 40, 40, to say how old is 50, 60, 70 years of age, that's old. And I love being old because I've had all of these great experiences. I can share with you that uh, I was told I couldn't run a marathon and I did because I put my headspace there and I did it. I was told I couldn't compete in a bodybuilding competition and I did and I have the trophy to prove it just because I showed up. Uh, the marathons, you, you could almost put it in the same category. When you show up at a marathon, as long as you've got the headspace that I'm not going to stop until I'm finished, you can do it. it doesn't matter who you are. And I'm sure if you've ever been to watch a marathon event, there's tall people, short people, big people, small people, uh, people who run with weird running styles, people who you think they're never going to be able to finish 42.2 kilometers, and they do. It's just a headspace. It's just a disciplined headspace. So if you want to compete in a competition, do you book the date and go, all right, I'm ready? The psychologist will say that it's much more powerful to have an exact day, date and time. I did the reverse where I thought I had an exact day, date and time and I popped it in earlier uh, and learned and, and grew and had a great experience from it. So here's a great question to ask. Why don't we just be so fit and so strong that we can go and do anything at any time? Because that's the thing that I learned after that from the marathon experience and from the bodybuilding competition. I never wanted to do another bodybuilding competition, but I never want to have a body that's got to train really hard to lose a big stack of weight, to look good to go to the beach or look good in a bikini or to look good to go on a summer holiday. Wouldn't it be good to keep your body in such great shape that if somebody said to you, Rowie, I've booked you in, we're running a marathon, you could go do it. Wouldn't it be good to be in such great shape that if somebody said, oh, look, let's do the bucket list thing and let's compete in a bikini competition or a bodybuilding competition, that you weren't that far off. A lot of people start from such a... uh, They've got to do so much work to get ready for a marathon or so much work to get ready for a bodybuilding competition or it seems like just too hard because I've got to lose so much weight or get so fit. What about get your body into such great shape, physically and mentally, that whatever gets thrown at you, you could actually go and do it. And the reverse of that is that life will throw stuff at us, yeah? Uh, It's easy. When you compare training for a marathon or training for a bodybuilding competition to getting ready to be a parent or getting ready to run a company or to have your own business or, or to be a coach of a sporting team. Some of the things in life that uh, have some, uh, they've got some really important, well, no, what's the word I'm looking for? Important ramifications, there's a good word, that if you don't do it well, you could really screw up. Uh, what if we kept our entire life mentally and physically tough? so that whatever came across our path, whatever challenge is thrown at us, whatever opportunity comes along, whatever holiday we could go on, imagine winning a great holiday to go to a summer place and it's the middle of winter and you don't want to go because your body's not in great shape. Imagine having the opportunity to go skiing or to go rock climbing or to go mountain biking or and you can't go because you're not fit enough. Wouldn't that be sad? So how about this? What if you... We, as humans, kept our body in peak physical condition, mentally and physically, so that whatever we wanted to do, whether we planned it and said, okay, on the on the first week in July, I'm running a half marathon or a full marathon, or I'm competing in a bodybuilding competition, or I'm going on a, a, a crazy Spartan run or a, a, a Tough Mudder run, or I'm going to do... I'm gonna do a mountain bike ride, or there's a whole heap of fantastic opportunities that life gives us. And wouldn't it be great to be ready for it rather than have to train for it? So, how about get your body into peak physical condition? And it's really simple. Get puffed to get fit, lift heavy to get strong. You have to do both because you can't get puffed to get fit if you have a weak, frail body. So have a strong body that can lift heavy things so that you can go and get puffed so that you're fit and strong. You can go and do whatever you bloody well want to do. Wouldn't that be awesome? Ha, ha, ha.